it's now time for another addition to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast Show. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. And welcome to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey on the podcast show. This is me, Fraser Ramsey, and we've got Hugh Hattrick on the other side of the line. How's it going, Hugh? Hey, I'm brilliant. How are you tonight? Yeah, good. Yeah, a bit tired after I was out last night, and four o'clock in the morning I got home, and so let's just say... Uh, survived, you survived the streets of Glasgow at four o'clock in the morning? Yes, I, I did, actually. Um, yeah, it's certainly interesting. Um, you must have been wearing trainers. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, yeah I'm you're going to need them you know. <laughs> yeah I did have to run to the bus before I, so I didn't miss it um, which is a good thing up to the, the, the Buchanan Street bus station that's to say um, I felt like I couldn't run the length of myself which was interesting um, so that was good so I kind of <laughs> was sitting in the bus <laughs> peeing my sweat <laughs> for, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway yeah so I was yeah so I'm good surviving how are you doing are you surviving yourself Yes, I yeah, I was in the metro centre yesterday. I had a great time. That's good. So a bit of shopping. I saw your the kids were far, Grace as the firefighter and uh, also Nicholas as the police person. Yeah, I, they were driving the little uh, little trolleys with the little cars on the front. So it was quite good. Kept them occupied. That's good. 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 Well, welcome to another show. Uh, we're going to have a coming up on the show. We we're talking about um, the open door policy of migrants. The migrants obviously in the news a lot and. The people are talking and lots of integration and unintegration in certain countries, especially Sweden and the riots that are happening. Now, the question is, people are saying we welcome refugees, so we welcome refugees into the country, but are you willing to take a refugee into your home? Are you willing to put them in your spare room or even in the cellar? Rephrase uh, <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, with our next story, you might want to take a few precautions. Yes. <laughs> On the on the next story, it's a serious one, and uh, which we're going to read, which is simply we'll come into um, a liberal teacher decided to put his actions. He's from Germany, wasn't he? Was it Germany or Austria? One of the anyway, a teacher he put his yeah. actions into practice by inviting a a, a migrant into refugee his, into his home. Refugee yes. into his home. So we'll talk about that in a second. We're also going to come up. We're going to talk about is UKIP dead? Is he, after the Paul Nuttall, let's just say. Saga of disaster of losing the election, the by-election, uh, which uh, basically we can talk more about that. It's been talked about a lot on the John Gaunt podcast show. If you haven't heard of that, you can go talk to me radio, and you can hear John Gaunt talk a lot about every day, uh, Monday to Friday. So also, we're going to talk about the top. Well, we've got a list of us top seven things not to say on a first date. Uh, and uh, basically, well, that should be quite right, quite comical and funny. So uh, we're going <laughs> to we'll discuss that a bit more. We have a special guest coming. Is on that the your show. previous dates are comical and funny, well, or was it your <laughs> no, no, or your advice might <laughs> be comical and funny? No, it depends. We've got your story, <laughs> or both, and we've got your story, <laughs> and we've got your story as well coming up. You're, you're, it's interesting. You <laughs> uh, could be married to the mafia of Glasgow, um, but anyway. Um, but uh, also we have a special guest coming up we ha- uh, for a couple of 10 minute slots we have Pam Gomez from Tech Talk Live 
and we have the guy or guy or cook from the guy or cook report coming on the show as well um, we don't have any music today but well, I'm sure we'll get music our next time but we're going to be just a general quick show and uh, go from there so and oh before I forget we also have we'll have our promos later on of uh, our commercial breaks of the people of the, some of the shows that we like to advertise and mention uh, for people so you can go and listen to their shows as well anyway so welcome right first first topic is regarding the liberal teacher who's basically he decided to welcome in a Muslim migrant into his house he put his act put his sort of everything into practice and say right okay you're welcome into my home and come and enjoy yourself or feed you look after you and blah blah blah, blah. sounds good yeah what do you think sounds yeah a, yeah sounds good so far <coughs> until let's just say you end up uh, hmm, in different well, they had a falling out didn't they, they yeah, had some kind well, of falling out they had a falling out, and let's just say, after a falling out, the migrant who was welcomed into this person's home decided to take a rock and a metal object and hit the, hit the teacher, the person, over the head and beat him to a bloody pulp by simply... and then tried to drag the body downstairs into the basement to hide what he had done. So, let's just say, would you welcome somebody into your home like that? Just over an argument, would you, Hugh? I mean, in terms of, well, I wouldn't welcome into my house anyway. Um, you know, the door is firmly closed, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and my NRA sign is put up on the door. <laughs> you know, <laughs> along with build the wall and you know. <laughs> no, but. Right, so we're yeah. going to read this story as just for people, just to put this into perspective, right? A liberal teacher takes in a Muslim refugee, his colleagues find what's left of him. So, nice. You know, and, and it wasn't on the BBC at all. Exactly. This was not covered on any of the mainstream media at all. Uh, yep, of course. A leftist professor decided to put his put into practice his own liberal open-door policy feeding and housing a poor Muslim refugee in his own home. However, when his colleague uh, showed up to find out why he wasn't at work, he found a stomach-churning trail that, that's enough for anyone to abandon their progressive multicultural beliefs. A high school math teacher from Cell, a city of Hanover in Germany, foolishly bought into the propaganda that Muslim asylum seekers can be won over with Western hospitality and tolerance. Mehe Husband was not only popular with his students, but he had become an active volunteer in the refugee movement. Mehe, a 35-year-old migrant himself from Iran, sympathised with the, the flood of Muslim asylum seekers flocking across the borders. He began to bring food, aid and supplies to refugees, refugee centres, but he still felt he wasn't doing enough. So he made friends with the male refugees and even letting a few of them stay uh, with him in his house. Reports that when Mehdi didn't show up for work, one of his co-workers went to check on him. After searching the home in February, he discovered what looked like a trail of blood leading to the basement. It was there that the colleague found um, Mehdi uh, butchered and lying dead in a pool of his own blood. So... Let's all these snowflakes and libtards and utter slush puppies and idiots who, and especially in the celeb world, J.K. Rowling, who is actually in Edinburgh, 
uh, is basically, why don't you welcome somebody into your house and, well, let's just say the chances of you being alive could be slim. And the At least we won't have any more Harry Potter books coming out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't you, think Islamic law are that impressed with the wizardry. I think they're trying to find that's probably a, a death penalty offence. Yes. <laughs> to to, to, to talk about gonna, witchcraft. Yeah, we're going to throw you off your own house building on your roof, climb the ladder, you're going to you can walk the plank, literally. But anyway, the fact is, all these Lily Allens and the celebs go, oh yes, you welcome refugees and your Nicholas Sturgeon's great. Come in, we will bring you into our home. Really? No. Uh, well, that's what, that was the thing, because Lily Allen as well put out a poll on Twitter to say, it was supposed to be uh, an 18 to 35 year old and said, who do you find most offended by or most annoyed by um, would it be pensioners or Muslims? I mean, it was a horrendous question to ask in the first place. But people who replied said Muslims were the ones that they found most offended by or kind of most um, most you know annoyed with and so on. Um, and I thought, and then she had to delete the poll because it was proving so unpopular. And so, you know, that her obviously her beliefs were kind of being endorsed. Yeah. That um, it got such a terrible review that she had to pull it. Oh. And that from our Twitter account. Yes, all, all these snowflakes. Oh, I'm so You don't get, yeah. I'm so you don't get the result you want. Yeah, so disappointed at how our country has treated you. Oh dear, God, oh, tear a tissue. Tear a tissue, crush a grape. Oh, jings. It's really, it's... It, it, it's something else. But there's a great well, interview today as well regarding uh, migration and all the issues with the, with the refugees, especially in Sweden. And they had this uh, Swedish MP lady um, who was coming on along with Douglas Murray. And basically, Andrew Neil said that in, not only are the, the refugees five times more likely to be unemployed than a, a standard Swedish citizen, um, but they're also five times more likely to have committed a crime. Than a, than a Swedish citizen and they're just trying to deny it and say oh you know it's blaming on Trump you know what he said was wrong and everything else when actually he didn't say there was stuff going on it was like he basically meant this was the rape, now the rape capital of Europe um, and uh, and they were trying to deny it and just cover it up and of course the Swedish government do not take um, when someone is arrested they do not take the nationality um, or their religion uh, and uh, for any kind of published uh, crime, so if they need to find out who's done, who's committed a crime, uh, then they will not say the nationality or the religion of the person who's been found uh, guilty of it. Uh, just to carry on the story, Mehdi was murdered uh, because his compassionate ignorance met his match with the Islamic <laughs> ideology inheritance of Sharia countries. As a witness uh, to Islamic brutality in his own country, the propaganda of the left took advantage of his sympathy. So I made a simple message out to all these people who really want to think, bringing in refugees, uh, the fact that, uh, let's welcome, you just don't know, who, without being vetted in where they've come from yeah. and what they get up to from their own country, how dodgy they are, they are how dodgy they are. You just make, wake, have a think about this. You could be bringing somebody, for the sake of an argument, you could be, they could react with, have a heavy temper, a bad yeah. temper, and brutally hit you with something, you could be dead. Yeah. Well, they're just not used to this kind of culture. I mean, it was like what happened last week when uh, the, the story about the lady and the mother, the, the, sorry, the mother and the child who was spat upon mm. by some Islamic chap who said that white women should never breed. I mean, it was a horrendous thing to say. And then, and then he spat on the, on the mother and the, and the baby. I think it was in a pram. I mean, what kind of person does something like that? And, and then they found out that he'd never been charged for anything, although he'd, he'd done it twice before. 
and never had any issue. So when when Joe, it was on the John Gaunt show and he um, he had a great interview with this guy called Mickey from Florida who sounded like a gangster, mm-hmm. um, but uh, and he basically said how appalling it was. And in America, if somebody came up to you and spat on you and your child, especially if it was a woman, um, Mickey said if, if that had happened to his wife, she just would have um, looked in her handbag, pulled out her Glock nine millimeter, and shot him in self defence. You know, <laughs> like, you know yeah. and that would have been it. So, you know, it was like, there's your Sharia law for you. Bang, bang, you know. Sharia law is crazy. See, that's the problem with Britain. We've become too soft. We've let them, we've let them all in. Well, that was, sorry. Okay, should I say thanks to Tony Blair and uh, Mandelson mm. at the Open Door Policy and let every Tom, Dick and Abdul in. Uh, they've simply, um, which is, uh, that's what they thought because Britain was too white. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having uh, people coming into the country and from different countries and settling and long as they're working. Is that if anyone wants to come in and they get a job and they they, they study, they get a job and they uh, contribute to the economy? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Integrating into UK laws and how we do things, absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's the ones who just get do not really respect how we do things in this country in the UK. And simple fact is, if you don't like living here, simple fact is get yourself to Luton Airport. Uh, Take, <laughs> take your free flights, and uh, give it. Just turn left. Oh, it's right. only twenty nine ninety nine on EasyJet to go back to wherever Algeria or somewhere. So it's um, ah, but uh, all these kind of places or Morocco. It's kind of next to we'll all the flashpoints. Uh, Paradise Airlines will send them off to <laughs> Paradise Airways. So uh, you can have your free flights and give us your passport. Turn left to right. It's on twenty eight different languages. Thanks to Tony Blair. And uh, you can uh, in-flight movies of <laughs> Bin Laden, <laughs> and on you go. So um, it does. It does remind me of the great quote that I think it was Robin Williams when he was talking about Bin Laden and uh, you know what you know and all how everything's been misinterpreted. And what happened if the you know the if all the, these Islamic laws have been uh, misinterpreted? And instead of the uh, Bin Laden thinking he's going to get seventy-one virgins. Uh, when he goes up to heaven, when he blows himself up or whatever, or does some some kind of horrendous crime, um, one of it was seventy-one Virginians, and so when he gets to the pearly gates, he sees George Washington, and then a whole bunch of Virginians, and he says, "Where are my virgins?" And he says, "No, sorry, mate, it was seventy-one Virginians," and they start beating the crap out of him. You know, and it, was, it was like it was. A, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, and it's one of the funniest things ever. And, uh, but, but yeah. So anyway, the main thing is uh, it doesn't. If for the people who well, are out there, I mean, the extremists, yeah. the Muslims, the ones who just think they've got a, a law to themselves. Yeah. Well, when we have people like uh, like Sturgeon saying, "Oh, every refugee is fine and they're all welcome in Scotland," and all these people will bring their their flags up saying, "Oh, they're all welcome." If you actually do take them in and you you actually start talking to them about Sharia law and about these things, you'll find they're not very open. To another point of view, and and this is where you, you know the, you know it, it will pay they'll pay a price, and this is just one example of it, and it's a chilling, a really chilling example of what is going on, and how also the mainstream media just ignores it. Exactly, and it's but I mean yeah, it's, it's just not. They, they, but the thing I go to a point as I've said in many podcasts before that bringing in refugees, yeah, it's okay, we're helping them out. Every time you walk down the street and you and the people who are campaigning with signs that say we welcome refugees, every time you're campaigning with your picket sign and you've got to take your picket sign and roll it up in it and stick it right up where the sun don't shine, I'll be happily pleased to do it for you. 
Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but just walk past the people who's sitting on the street who's homeless, who's actually from this country, who's from the UK or Scotland or wherever they're from, can't get a job or struggling to find accommodation or whatever, uh, may have served in the armed forces and can't get a job, and you're happy to welcome in refugees who will get handed a house or a place to live on a plate, and the people who are sitting freezing their backsides off on the street uh, will just get... Probably with a men- mental illness and all sorts yeah, of things all sorts that need of help. Not getting the help that yeah. they need, and, they, and basically, great, just leave what past them, they're the ones that are getting pushed to the back of the queue every time you stupid snowflakes, you flipping idiots, are just campaigning because you're saying we welcome refugees. Just think about the people in your own country... So, if you're a snowflake, just get away, beat it. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. We've had so have a think, Peter. If you want to take in somebody into your own own house, have a think about it, uh, because a lot of them are not, not vetted. They're not getting checked, and they could be accidentally yeah. homicidal maniacs or whatever. And we just the bottom line is you just got to be careful. So, is UKIP dead? Well, after Paul Nuttall's complete cock up uh, in the by-election, so. You want to talk about that? Go for it. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I've I've been a UKIP supporter for a long time. Um, in the process, currently, I haven't actually renewed my membership, although it is due. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought they would struggle to win actually in Stoke, but I had hoped that they might get a bit closer than what they did. Um, I think the unfortunately, what happened to Paul Nuttall with the issues with the website, um, and I think also the the kind of party games that were played by Labour. Um, to talk up the Tory chances uh, really kind of distracted them from getting their message across. And uh, also, I think they needed a stronger message. I don't think the direction of the party in Stoke was strong enough. <clears throat> I mean, they should have been talking about Brexit because that was a massive one for them. You know, it's the Brexit capital of the, of the country. So that should have been about how they're going to sort it out, you know, how they're going to keep on top of it and how important it is that we get a proper hard Brexit because that's what the people wanted. Um, but uh, but yeah, they didn't. I think that they've gone off message slightly. They're trying to be too left wing to be like Labour, but just different. But when you go down that kind of left wing uh, kind of choice, you, immediately you're going to be in a mess because you're not going to be able to pay for your public services. You're not going to be able to balance the books, and you're just like Labour, but worse. So you, you know they needed they need to take a, a, a different line. They need to be what UKIP is supposed to be a radical kind of classical uh, kind of liberal. Uh, uh, group which is like you know believes in small government, low taxes, and you know personal initiative, and being able to get on in life and not have the government on your back all the time. That is a good message, and it works. Yeah, well, you can. I mean, I believe it pretty much. Uh, Nigel Farage created UKIP. He left it. A good, I think he, he was the main man that set created set it. Well, drove to UKIP to where they were. The, in, in pretty much last year, especially leading up to Brexit, uh, he was the one that pretty much uh, was the, mate, the, the should I say pin-up boy or the poster boy for it because he's the one that drove it, the enthusiasm, the charisma, and certainly stood for what and made UKIP for what they are. But uh, I think unless UKIP really, want, as you say, want to actually succeed going forward, they have to find a similar character to Nigel Farage who's willing to stand for the kind of simple fact is that as you say, keep it local, keep it simple. Uh, talk, as in, talk about the what, why we do want to have open borders and things like that. When to have a re- restriction, uh, etc. And blah 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 blah. Point system like uh, Australia as well, but also just by going, as you say, going local, not being total 
they're going for the, the, the things they're not going to win go for the simple seats and get the people who would stand not like Paul Nuttall the big names get the local people who know the area to stand who will reach yeah. out to the people better so I think that I mean UKIP unless they're, they're going to have to do a lot of changes and I mean um, David Coburn he was on yeah I understand he would be talking about it but I don't think he I mean he still kept on that Thackeray guy who's also was charged with the very indecent stuff. Yeah, yeah, certain, yeah, pretty ropey uh, so um, charges, certainly. Iffy on that, so <coughs> to say the least. But uh, I would say that you um, kept, they finished well, they got to, to do a lot of crawling crawling back to get into the position that they were left with Nigel Farage. But Nigel Farage has moved on because he is pretty much Mr. Brexit. He is the one, he's doing bigger things and he's getting about 80 grand. Uh, I'm just for doing speak, uh, speak uh, speeches at dinners or whatever. So he's not, he's not gonna he's not too. That's to say he's uh, uh, certainly not in a, in a better position. Plus he's uh, doing his free speech right next to the country of free speech of Donald Trump. Whether you're a Trump fan or not, uh, he obviously. If you have any comments on our just to, uh, if you have any comments on our podcast and anything we talk about, anything we obviously we can we admit we're a bit something's close to the bone and uh, we like to keep it entertaining. Um, um, we do, and um, do you still have the Iranian lawyers on standby? Speed dial. <laughs> Is that John has got that? He, he, John's got the, John's like uh, howling mad Murdoch from the A team. He's always ready for the. Fl- he's always got the plane ready. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, you've got their Iranian lawyers on legal team on speed dial, just in case. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, it's always a good thing. But anyway, um, so we do, if you have an opinion, you want to comment on some of our stuff and you give us feedback, we can read it out in the next show. You know, Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. So uh, Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. You can contact us and you can, uh, yeah, give us your feedback because uh, we only want to make this show better. We want to keep it fun. We want to keep it entertaining. And uh, for all the countries that we listen to, especially we've had Turkey quite a lot recently. So we've had the Turkish forces probably. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you say that? <laughs> so, God, the Turkey, t- Turkey, and all that. Uh, listening Could to there's been some poor person who's gone on holiday, <laughs> and uh, and just managed to get Wi-Fi. <laughs> and we're the only last podcast that was available. <laughs> <laughs> He could have won a very bad bet, uh, and this is the only one he had to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> never know. Very true. Very true. But anyway, so anything else to say? But you kept any more? Do you want to talk about it? No, I, I think it will it will pull through. I mean, there were there were rumours that Aaron Banks wants to become the chairman um, so that he can sort out. Otherwise, he's just going to pull all his funding. So we'll see what happens in the next few days. Um, but yeah, they need they just need to be. They've got to make a distinct um, kind of marketplace. Um, and they've got they've got to find out where their where their market is and and push that. I think if they're going to have ever a chance to win these seats because it's an open goal just now. Labour is in turmoil and they've, they've got to capitalise on it. I mean, they did reduce. The majority of over half, which is pretty good, from five thousand to two and a half. In that respect, it did come down. But when Nigel was standing, um, they were less than two thousand. In fact, some of it was like six hundred votes. I think was it not? Yeah. Um, in one, and they also there's going to be a review of the South Thanet election. That was the one that Nigel uh, stood for last year, mm-hmm. um, because the Tories have been accused. Um, of overspending on their limits. And if that is found to be true, then that election could be null and void and they'll have to do it again. Mm-hmm. So whether Nigel will stand again is another question, um, but the, it will be null and void, so there may be a potential for him to have another go. 
That would be interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we're yeah. going to take a brief uh, commercial break. We're, we're going to come back. We'll, you'll hear our, some of our promos from uh, other podcasts. Uh, we've got a couple of promos from in one of our one of them is from our guests coming up, uh, and also uh, Pam Gomez. Pam Gomez, and we also have Guy R. Cook who are coming up shortly. Uh, we also like to mention the James Whale Radio Show. If you never listen to any podcasts, you can find just type in the James Whale Radio Show, and you'll find them online. I was like listening to John Gaunt from Talk To Me Radio. Um, it was all good fun to listen to. Uh, always very funny and uh, entertaining. So we like And James Dellingpole as well. He's yeah, very good. James Dellingpole as well, if you like him. But he likes the feminazis. Uh, so uh, <laughs> certainly uh, keeps it entertaining. Um, so anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with our, our first guest, which will be Pam Gomez on Tech Talk Live. <laughs> Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the Hattrick and Ramsey podcast today. Speaking of podcasts, check out the Geyer Kirk Report Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. That's the Geyer Kirk Report. And we're on iTunes, and we're on Podbean. Hi, my name is Eileen, and I'm from EileenSmith.com. Over on my blog and on my YouTube channel, I'll teach you how to use live video and how to make better videos on YouTube. So hopefully you'll get a chance to come over to the YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com slash EileenSmith. I-L-E-A-N-E. Thanks so much. And I'll see you online. Peace. Hi, Pam Gomez here, host of Tech Talk Live, a show brought to you from Nassau, Bahamas. A show that is for the entrepreneur by an entrepreneur. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tech Talk Live, and be notified when we go live Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope to see you there. And we welcome, we're back from our commercial break, and we, we, we had a few promos there, so we've, uh, you'll hear the promo of Pam Gomez and the guy our cook reporter and the stuff he mentioned. Um, so we welcome Pam Gomez back on the show with uh, Tech Talk Live. We're not going to do anything to do with aromatherapy today, as promised. So we're going to strictly Tech Talk. So, Pam, uh, what's been happening in the Tech Talk Live uh, since we last spoke? Well, it's been quite exciting. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm happy Hello. to be here again. Can, um, Hugh's here as well. Hugh, you can say hi to Hugh. Hello Hugh. there. Hello there. Good to speak to you, Pam. Good to see you again. I'm pretty busy doing a lot of interviews this week. We had a great show last week with Eileen Smith, where we talked about TubeBuddy, and we also had a nice um, session in a work and focus group where we talked about YouTube. So those have been two hot topics this past week, TubeBuddy and YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, what's TubeBuddy? Tell us about TubeBuddy, and what does that uh, do for people wanting to learn about TubeBuddy? Oh, we created a great video. You must check it out on our channel, Tech Talk Live. TubeBuddy is a tool used by YouTube creators to um, enhance the SEO, which is search engine optimization, on your channel. So you can do su- such things as 
bulk edit your descriptions or you can actually do bulk annotations and cards. Take, for instance, someone who has have um, an established YouTube channel with hundreds of videos. It'll be quite difficult for them to go and do the search engine optimization on each video. With the TubeBuddy tool, you can do bulk edits. You can create um, tags. And you can also sort your tags based on the videos um, with this tool. It's an awesome tool. There's a dashboard. So each person has a personal dashboard where they can um, use their launch pad to go into their channels and just um, SEO away. <laughs> yeah, cool. Wow. Hugh, you want to ask uh, Pam anything? Yeah, so in terms of uh, YouTube as well, what's been the latest happenings and improvements and, and uh, new features of YouTube. The, oh my gosh, do I call this right? The super chat, that is the thing that's happening. And unfortunately for me, I'm living in the Bahamas. That feature hasn't been rolled out yet in the Bahamas, but it's open to, the, to Europe and parts of the U.S. Super chat allows your viewers or persons in your chat to actually give you a tip for a good um, show. Yeah. show or production or a tip that you gave them, you can give a person a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, and it automatically goes to their either PayPal or Stripe or whatever um, they have connected to their channel. So that's a super feature everybody's using right now. Wow, that's pretty good. So I know if, yeah. we, if, we, if we went on that, they'd probably pay us to stop. <laughs> you know, we might be millionaires overnight. You know? I don't think so. You know? I don't think they'll stop you. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it hasn't been rolled out to all persons yet, and you must have at least one thousand subs. So unfortunately, I have two shots against me. I don't have one thousand subs, nor is it available in the Bahamas yet. So if you want to help a sister out, please go by Tech Talk Live and subscribe. It's good. It's good. Ah, so. so tell us where just to remind our audience, um where can people find you uh if they want to subscribe to your channel, etc. and Twitter, so please feel free and uh, shameless plug your where people can find you. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'm live every Friday evening at 7 on YouTube. So if you were to go by my YouTube channel on a Friday evening around 7 p.m., you'll see a little indicator stating live. You click on that particular video and you will actually be in the chat. We can actually answer your questions from the chat. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Tech Talk Live 1 or if you have questions related to tech, you can find me at on Facebook on my Tech Talk Multimedia Marketing page. There I'll answer your questions. You can comment on videos there as well as on the YouTube channel. So on YouTube, you subscribe, like, comment. And on Facebook, you can like and share. There you go. Good, good. And comment, of course. That'll be good. So uh, people can... Uh, so that's good. So if, uh, if you'd like any information from... Uh, Pam Gomez, you know where to go, and uh, you can uh, uh, so give her a message, and she'll respond. And uh, or maybe if you're looking for hints and tips on traveling to the Bahamas, that might be another option. 
uh, maybe free flights. <laughs> so uh, I don't know about free. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, thank you for being a part of our show again, uh, Pam. Great to have you, and we'll, uh, we'll cer- certainly have you on again. And you can give us a general update if there's anything new in the tech side of uh, and what you do, and uh, on our next show, which would be great. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you both. Okay. Thank you. Take great care. to speak to you. I'll Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. So we are. Uh, there we go. That's our guest there. Yeah. We'll just say goodbye. So we're going to be bringing our second guest straight away. We're going to just strike while iron's hot, and uh, we've got our guy, our cook, who is from the Gar Cook podcast. He's going to do a brief chat about what he does uh, and his show. Um, and you hear the man live himself. Um, so we're going to just give him a quick shout and we'll be back. Uh, just going to make the phone calls. We've got to just a slight pause, but we will play a general jingly tune just uh, while we wait. So we'll be back shortly. Hang on a second. This show is brought to you by EdinburghDusters.com. So uh, we've managed to get a hold of our second guest on the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. We've got the Guy R. Cook from the Guy R. Cook Report, uh, the man himself. Uh, so welcome, Guy, to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. Thank you. Great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we've got, we have uh, obviously in the last couple of shows, we've uh, publicized the, the Guy R. Cook Report and uh, tell our audience what is the Guy R. Cook Report podcast about and what do you talk about? Well, I talk about a number of things. Um, I should caution and warn you that my, my Native American name, the Choctaw tribe, is talk a lot. So if it gets going too long, just hold up a timeout symbol I can see on the camera there. <laughs> and the Guy R. Cook Report was born in my imagination um, probably midway through 2015, but then that dread of doing a podcast came to light. And I, oh gosh, I'm too scared. I can't do it. I can't do it. I kept thinking up all these excuses not to do it. Okay. So then one Thursday, as you well know, I know. Yeah. Frazier Frazier says to me in chat, "Hey, what about doing the Cook Report? Your name Your name's Cook. You could You could do it. Well." You know, I've been thinking about that for six months. I've got a lot of groundwork done already. I bought a background. You know how everybody has a background in their video to, to look nice. And so it was born. The Cook Report ran as the Cook Report for I forget how many months. And then one day, just in passing, I did a, a Google search for the Cook Report. I was on like page 17 because... I guess years ago in the UK, there was a thing called the Cook Report. There's that's a political, right. yeah. There's yeah, a political right. Cook Report. So to be the Cook Report. So remember, if he ever comes to you, Hattrick, and says, hey, what about doing the Hattrick Report? Google it first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it was born. We, we came to light. And I, and I sort of went to the um, drawing board with... How short can this show be? And the reason I wanted the shows to be short has to do with attention span, and that has to do with meeting user expectations. It's the kind of like the big umbrella that covers everything that I do, whether it's Happy Monday and refreshing the routine or the Friday wrap-up or Tuesday SEO tips or Wednesday what's on my mind or Thursday, which is B2B Thursday, the large umbrella is to exceed user expectations. So if you go to the expectation of, well, he's going to talk about Google Analytics, that's going to be boring. So I'm not going to do it. 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in those instances, when I, it comes off that way, I try to have what I refer to, Hetrick, as a pearl in the oyster. I might just have a simple, hey, you know, you can make custom dashboards in Google Analytics. If you get overwhelmed by having all of that data in front of you at one time, make a custom dashboard so you can just see, you know, how long did people spend on the site? What were my top landing pages? Wow, that was loud. I know. He's, 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 he's it was, it was a real one. He's I think it was the a door, hat- so his wife can't get in. That's the problem. Yeah, it was Hatrick's <laughs> house because he just did a quick turn like, could blimey. Um, and so <laughs> that's been the lion's share of it has been to make awareness and to exceed expectations for people that have maybe their question has to do with accelerated mobile pages. So we'll go on about that for a few minutes and say these are some links that you can use. These are some references made for that. Um, if you go to the com, every episode is archived there. And if you click on the links there, you'll then go to Geyer Cook Online Services blog, which has every episode's show notes and text. Some of them I've even archived with a link to the video and a link to the audio right in that blog post. And I, I've quit doing it this year. The first of this year, I've simply settled for Podbean. It's got the audio. If you want to go to the video, you go to YouTube. And the bottom line is I've done over 250 episodes. If you go hashtag the Guy or Cook Report, I own it. You'll find us. Cool. Yeah, yeah we've come a long want, ways. Huge one to ask Guy anything? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely when you said that you want to, you know, to make it short, I can really understand why. Because it's like when I go into YouTube and I look for videos to watch, whether it's about news or whatever it might be, uh, if it's over 10 minutes, you kind of think, oh, that could be a bit long. And you kind of you just want to get what you want to know as quickly Precisely. as you can. Yeah, so Precisely. it's definitely accurate. Well, Fraser's my witness. I, I think I've had over 10-minute shows I can count on one hand. I'm, I'm talking about all 200-some-plus shows. And, and that's because I, I kind of learned it from, from talk show television. They'll have one guest come on, and then they'll stop. They'll pause. They'll have another guest come on. They'll talk about their movie. Then they'll have a band come on and play their latest song. So each segment, if you look at it as a piece of the pie, might be an hour-long show, but that individual segment with uh, Clint Eastwood was only five minutes or yeah, six minutes. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. and so I agree with you completely, Hattrick, that less is more. If you if you look in the statistics, the average length of something on YouTube is four minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's most effective I think, at that time. Now that's great. That's good. So, so, how many followers do you have, and how many people listen to your podcast on a regular basis? Um, since we started, I just reached. I was just saying to Fraser before we started the recording. I just exceeded 1,700 downloads or views or listens, whatever Podbean's measure is. And mm-hmm. I haven't looked at all of the stats. The thing that's, that's difficult to know in terms of numbers is what I thought were numbers that were real and fast and true because I'd looked everywhere. I just mm-hmm. today looked at my Ostat statistics for the blog.guyercookalignservices.com uh, space. I had hundreds of viewers. Like oh, in a excellent. given in a given month, I might have 
1,400. Sometimes I had over 2,000. Depends on the, for some reason, August of 2016 was a biggie. I haven't looked at all the, the pearls in that oyster, but for some reason it exceeded it. So mm-hmm. to say what's your, like in radio, they call it, what's your cum? If you're doing the Arbitron ratings, and it's called the cum, your collective total audience. And yeah. I don't know that unique number because Podbean mm-hmm. streams me to iTunes. Yeah, there are yeah. so many sites that scrape iTunes, and and you know this because because your show's on iTunes. The mm-hmm. numbers exceed your imagination. Like you'll say, well, gosh, I must have had like a couple hundred people listen to that, and you'll go and there's fourteen hundred people downloaded the episode. Oh, so uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah. If if there's a, a a ruler that measures that distance, I don't have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Well, we're going to say, well, we to thank you uh, for Guy being on, on our show. Uh, Guy, so just a quick reminder to our uh, audience uh, who listens to this, where can, where can they find your show? If you go to the com, that'll be the audio once it's done. As I, I neglected to say, I do the show every morning at 7 a.m. Seattle time, and you can listen to it live on firetalk.com. The Archives then happen right after that, within, oh, a few minutes. So usually by the top of the next hour, I'll have it on. So if you go to firetalk.com at 7 a.m., you can see it live, 7 a.m. Seattle time. It's going to be 3 in the afternoon at, at your house, Fraser. And okay. I'll go from there. Right. Well, no, I, we spo- I, if Kevin heard you say that, he'd slap you. Uh, Kevin Julian. <laughs> Because he lives in Ed Hattrick, he lives in Edinburgh, Scotland. You know that, right? Yeah. So when he uh-huh. says UK, it's it's that whole let's leave the Euro the Europe Euro thing and and get out of the, the European Union and all that. So now he's calling it UK, but fact of the matter is, it's actually Scotland, Edinburgh, Scotland, famous city. I mean, if I say Edinburgh, Scotland, to somebody I see on the street here in the Seattle area, oh yeah, I've heard of that. You know, so. Uh, uh, well, we'll, we'll we'll stop razzing yeah. him now. <laughs> well, thank you for being as you, here. As you live in. Sorry, go ahead. As, as you live in Texas, where about in Texas are you? Oh no, I'm not. I was born in Texas. I live. Oh, you were born in Texas. Huh? I w- I live physically right now. I'm sitting an hour west of Seattle. If you look at Seattle, right. there's a big body of water called Puget Sound, and immediately mm-hmm. west of that is the Olympic Peninsula. I live on the east side of the Olympic Peninsula, near near a town. The big town on the map that will come up first is probably Bremerton is right. the biggest one. And that's there's a big, huge Puget Sound Navy shipyard facility there. In fact, that's mm. where the Missouri used to be parked, the battleship right. Missouri that they signed the treaty in Japan. That, that yeah. used to be parked there. They had a big wow. to-do about moving the Missouri. Uh, uh, At that time, oh, Norm wow. Dixon oh, Dix was a congressman. He says, they're going to move the Missouri to Hawaii. Well, you know, we've put mines in this harbor once before. <laughs> and so <laughs> there was a big to-do, and they finally ended up moving it. But there was quite a fuss about that. A lot of Navy veterans thought it wasn't quite right. Anyway, yeah, listen, yeah. Guy, thank you for being on the show, and thank you for those who are listening. We'll, uh, obviously, we'll, you can hear the, the promos that we have, so you'll always be updated on uh, where you can find Guy and where you can listen to his show. So thank you for being a part of our show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to meet you, Hattrick, and yeah. cheerio, as they say. Okay. Good to meet you. Cheers. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye.
Am I still on? Yeah, you just hang up. That means it's carry on. Yeah. Well, oh, you're not still recording, are you? We are. I can I can edit it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, in order to help you with your edits, I will say cheerio and hang up. Yes. Uh, you know, I forgot to say though, don't you? Well, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. That's I end every episode of the show Hattrick with the three magic uh, words. It's a wrap. So now I'll say them. Watch what happens. It's a wrap. Yep, mine's with chicken fajitas, please. Right, <laughs> 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 you can go now. There we are. He's, he's gone, eh? He's gone. Yeah, he's left there. Okay. There we are. Oh, that was good. So we've, uh, there we go. There we just had our guests. Uh, we've had Pam Gomez and we just had uh, Guy Cook from the Guy R. Cook Report. Um, so that was good. I hope that you find that was interesting to listen to. Uh, anyway, our last topic before we wrap up the show uh, is <coughs> we're going to ha- very quickly. Uh, have a bit of a, a bit of fun. Uh, uh, top seven tip, top tips of things not to say on a first date. Uh, so one that I was thinking is when you're on a first date, I like to watch a TV program called uh, How to Get Away with Murder. I'm just thinking, uh, I, I just say, oh yeah, I watch a, what TV program would you like? Uh, I watch How to Get Away with Murder. I've learned a lot. <laughs> My last girlfriend's under the patio. <laughs> Managed to get away with it. I'm joking. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we do have a list of uh, top ten. And then uh, what does your date do? Oh, I've watched the Met Office. You know, the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> yes. Um, we're having a bit of interference here. Hugh, <laughs> uh, trying to stay still. You're running. You're moving around too much, and you're. That's all. We're back. There we go. Let's go. Uh, we're going yeah, to bring into our. Um, Basically, uh, top we've got things of top seven, seven things, things not to say on a date. Things not to say on a date. Now, this is some of the funnier ones. Some of the few we've got. Off. We've got the, we've got from number one. We'll go from number one. This is on Men's Health magazine website, and um, we've got some of the things. And it gives you an explanation of how. So obviously, it's got what number one is. I like to take my sweet time with everything. Everything, and it's got easy love, doctor. You make it sound as if you. You've been. Uh, <laughs> it's just quite interesting. Huh? The exp- explanation underneath is it says, "Easy, love, doctor." You make it sound as if you've been orga- orgasm, orgasmless, and only you can end the drought. You may think you've been smooth and original, but you're not. Best remain silent. There we go. That's the best thing. So, if you <laughs> so that's the best. There's a one top tip. Number two, according to Facebook, you had some fun last weekend. So, say nothing about your online discoveries until she shares. Then it's okay, I saw you, your work. Nice about the, nice about the Nobel, Nobel, maybe. She'll feel um, that she is worth being checked out by a guy who doesn't, uh, doesn't prejudge. Who's <laughs> stalked her at work? Yeah, yeah. It's that you, I saw you at work. And that what happens if he doesn't even work there? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, stalker exactly. stalker three, alert <laughs> number three my brother uh, puts the L I didn't think women were supposed to have beards exactly <laughs> my brother puts the L in loser stay upbeat people who um, people have a tendency to middle, muddle information if you speak positively to the other of others she'll project their talents and qualities onto you complain complain too much and uh, her take home Impression will be less than rosy, um, less than rosy. So there's, there's some tips there. So um, 
Oh, I've closed down the bar lots of times. So fun guy. So know you sound like you drink too much. Stay out too late and pick up the dregs. Sure, taking her to favourite spot shows you show that she matters to you. Just spare her the at the sad sloppy details. So there's a tip there. So basically, do it if you're if you're a regular in a bar and you drink the place dry, and uh, it's probably best not to admit that. So, uh, and um, so we've got <laughs> number five is it's been twenty minutes and I still can't figure out why you're single. <laughs> Depending on if they look like Raspisha. Uh, everyone, including who is here, he's just silently laughing. Uh, everyone, including you, has reasons for being single, and those reasons can run and um, run the was it the gamut from messy to in- innocuous. There we go. If she's dealing with them, well, that's encouraging sign. Mister, also single. Yes. So. Number six. Number six. What do you call three ducks at a bar? <laughs> uh, j- jokes are panic moves when the conversation lags. Uh, you want easy easy patter, not punchlines. So keep it simple. I'd love to know more. Tell me about it. Um, so obviously, just uh, careful on your jokes. Number seven. My female friends are always trying to hook me up with uh, up with me. Um, trust us, Romeo, she doesn't want to hear about your harem of birds, women. Say, I'm uh, lucky to have some strong, savvy women friends. Um, with one statement, you erase comp- competition, worries and compliment an entire gender. So, that's uh, your top... Uh, wait, some, there's seven tips there for the guys. Now, these are the things, the other things you may not need to say. Just a couple of things that we find quite funny. Um... When you're on a first date, obviously don't say to the, uh, you've cleaned your plate, I'm impressed. <laughs> so uh, just whatever you don't say, just don't say, oh, hmm, cleaned your plate, you must be hungry. Or, and again, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you don't. It looks like you haven't eaten for a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you must have been saving up an appetite. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm guessing you know. You ate for four. <laughs> when, when the waiter comes along and says, "I thought there were only two people at this table." <laughs> Oops, we've had to close the buffet. <laughs> uh, the other one is, and the other one is says, "My my mum wears that fragrance." So as a compliment, oh, your fragrance is your mother wears it. Um, other one is. So who's who's the hot girl in your Tinder pics? <laughs> so obviously, oh yeah, there we go, you look nice. I like, oh she's nice. Uh, so, <laughs> um, really, and here's another one. Really, I never would have guessed that you were uh, were a runner. <laughs> so, so you've got this woman, he's probably going to Weight Watchers or something, and she's thinking, hmm, great, I'm just losing my weight, and he's thinking, didn't think you're a runner. <laughs> It sounds better to say that you're an athlete. It's like saying, I'm not. (laughs) Can you tell? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My my problem is I'm not picky enough, so that means. uh, Oh oh dear, that's great. Um, Yoga instructor, score on the the flexibility. Uh, 
Interesting. Yes. So there's a few. Some of the rest, the rest of them are not really that great uh, afterwards. But uh, there's. Um, so I'm just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> do you? I suppose. Uh, I suppose it's not. Uh, one thing is not to say. Do you shave? <laughs> <laughs> so why? I say, are they just whisk? Are they are they just whiskers, or is there something more there? <laughs> you know? Yo, my, is that a beard? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, oh, I must. Have, the my transgender tablets are working. In. <laughs> you know, it's like the medication's working. I got from the doctors. Great. <laughs> I'm getting a beard. It was like that horrendous one they had on Question Time. It was clearly a man dressed up in the woman's uh, dress and makeup, but it was some sight. And uh, I don't, and he was huge. He took about three seats up. And uh, in the Question Time audience, and David Dimbleby just said that thing up there. <laughs> kind of, when, he, when he looked up, you know, it was something else, oh, man. Quality. So... Top tips on uh, obviously is not to say that you watch how to get away with murder is always a good thing not to say on your first date and uh, yeah so uh, <laughs> so uh, it's always quite interesting because it may not it may be, be the only first date you have and uh, you won't be having a second date. <laughs> so there's always that so yeah how to piss off your date in, in the first first base <laughs> so <laughs> but anyway yes. Well, on that note, so there's a rundown on how to, if you can give us some many hints and tips and things not to say on your first date, feel free and drop us an email at hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. Um, we hope you have enjoyed the show. It's been, uh, we've had a couple of guests. We hope to continue to, our uh, wee streak in having lots of guests on uh, to talk about what they do. It's always interesting to find out about other people and to help promote their product as well. And hopefully they will continue to promote our product as well. So, uh, yeah, so on that note, thank you. So, Hugh, yeah. Yeah, good to see you all, and we'll speak to you all next week. Yes, so, easy. Come, Gene. Bring, remember, bring the car round, okay? Go get the car. Sort, bring that round, and we're sorted. <laughs> anyway, we, I think... Is your passport still in date? <laughs> yes, but anyway. Um, I think you're, we're starting to get... We need to cut, we need to cut this off now, because I think our, our signal's starting to lag a bit, so... Uh, uh, but anyway, anyway, thanks again for our show, and uh, we will be back back uh, next week, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. You're gonna say bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, crumbs. You can't get the staff these days. Anyway, take care, peeps. Bye bye. But being this is a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and will blow your head clean off, you could ask yourself a question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? <laughs> <laughs>